Veronica Stanford's Broken Down to Breakthrough will encourage you to just be you. Inside each of us is a pearl. It's precious, and it is our gift. Join us now for Broken Down to Breakthrough. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is your girl, Veronica Stanford, a.k.a. Lady V, coming to you once again, hoping and praying that you all had a wonderful weekend. Hope that you are enjoying this new year um, and really praying that you are grateful for the opportunity just to be alive one more day. Um, grab your coffee. Grab your tea, your smoothie, your protein shake, whatever it is that you want to drink, and sit down with me for a little while. And let's talk about rejection. This is part two from last week. As I said before, this whole month we're going to focus on rejection. Um, rejection is something I think all of us, um, regardless of color, um, regardless um, where you live, your environment, your circumstances, or what have you, your age, we all have experienced some type of rejection, whether it was from family, um, friends, co-workers, uh, relationships, whatever the case may be. Um, I think we all have um, experienced that to some degree or another. And as I said before, um, it's a hurtful thing. It is it's very hurtful um, to be rejected mm. because it makes you feel like you're not wanted, you're not valuable, um, you're not good enough, or you're not enough. But as I said before last week, it's just the opposite. Just because you get rejected or you experience rejection, um, it doesn't take away from your value. It doesn't take away from your importance. It doesn't take away from you being enough. It's just at some point in time, what we have to offer, other people either don't desire it for whatever the reason is. Um, they can't handle it or um, they just don't want to partake in it, which is their right to do. But nevertheless, it's still hurtful. And I just want to help someone heal from that. I, I, I want to um, assist in helping you heal and to understand rejection and how to look at it in a different way. Because sometimes rejection can be God's protection. Rejection can be God's protection, protecting you from unseen dangers, um, from unseen heartbreak, from unseen emotional and mental um, stress or hurt. Um, there are so many things that come with rejection. Some people have been rejected so much to it, it leads to suicide. But sometimes God will step in. He will step in even in our disobedience, even when he has shown us um no, that's not the right way to go. No, we need to leave that person alone. No, you need to detach or walk away. And yet we still choose to deal with that situation. And so therefore, sometimes we actually reap what we've sown. 
out of, you know, disobedience. But again, nevertheless, rejection is rejection and rejection hurts. So this e this morning, should I say, um, I have the honor of interviewing my husband, Elder Joseph Stanford. And as a man, I would like his input and his um, take on rejection. And if he can share with us just for a few moments, um, how does he see rejection? What does he think of rejection? And how has he experienced rejection in his life? And what did he do to overcome it and, and heal from it? So, hey, honey. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? I am blessed beyond measure. So, talking about rejection, um, have you experienced rejection? I've experienced rejection on quite a few levels mm -hmm. in my life. And what all of them have in common is that it left me feeling, as you were saying earlier, feeling inadequate. It had me second guessing who I was, the person I was, who I wanted to be, who I thought I was. It, it really it hit all of those areas mm -hmm. and caused me a, a lot of a lot of grief. Would you care, um, when you hear the word rejection, what comes to mind? The first thing that comes to my mind is not being wanted. Mm -hmm. Whether it's by, you know, a spouse, a parent, um, friends, um, church uh, fellow church members mm -hmm. just basically not being wanted, not being desired. Yeah. Not being somebody that would everyone would flop to or everyone mm -hmm. would would admire or, 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 or strive to be like, but just the total opposite of that. Okay. Um did you believe that? At the you time. know, because it's you, we can experience something. You know, we can experience a feeling at at, at a brief moment. You know, um, when we meet somebody, and you know, we, we get butterflies, or you know, we get yes. excited. That's a feeling for you know the brief moment. Yes, yes. Um, because you know, after a while, the, the the butterflies go away, and once you get to know the person or whatever, and you become comfortable with them, but. With rejection, would you say that that's a feeling that can stick with you for a lifetime, for a long, well, for a long time, or what? It have can. You? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, myself at the time included, it can become a part of your makeup that, if not healed. It will leak into every facet of your life, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, 
by experiencing rejection. Um, you said on different levels. Um, do you feel that you experienced rejection in your childhood? I did. Um, what about once you started reaching um, puberty and going into young adulthood? I did. And as you got older? Yes. So basically, you have dealt with rejection pretty much. You're 47. Yes. Um, pretty much your whole life. Yes. Okay. That would be accurate. Um, tell me... You said it makes you feel, you know, unwanted, undesirable, whatnot. Um, those are the feelings. Tell me how it affected you personally, if you don't mind sharing that. I do not mind at all. One of the, I guess, worst ways that it affected me, it was, it changed, it changed my outlook on who I was as a person mm -hmm. by believing different things it caused me to not strive to do better or mm -hmm. be better it kept me pretty much under the feet of whoever it who basically got, in bondage yes like in a prison definitely it kept you yeah it kept in, in a prison me, it kept me pretty in jail mm -hmm. in a, in a uh, 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 emotional jail cell yeah for most of my life that's good an emotional jail cell and I think a lot of us can relate to an emotional jail cell um, especially dealing with rejection and a lot of times being in an emotional jail cell it will keep us in situations longer than we were supposed to be there. Very much so. Because you feel like um, no one else ever loved me. No one else will ever want me. So let me stay in this. Um, let me stay in this loveless marriage um, or this abusive relationship because nobody else will want me. Because we've been rejected so many times. And now when somebody finally wants us, we'll do whatever it takes to keep that person or to stay in that situation. And um, it's not healthy. It's yeah. all, all the way around. It's not healthy emotionally, mentally, physically, um, even spiritually. It, it's not healthy. The Bible talks about um, being unevenly yoked, That's right. you know, on that relationship um, status. Because like you said, there's rejection on different levels. As, as I said in my last podcast, um, I was rejected. In the womb, you know, by my father. And this was a man of God. This was a pastor. And then, you know, being a constant reminder, you know, for my mother, I was rejected by her. So on, on a parental level, um, a nurturing level, yes. um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because your father is supposed to be really for a woman. Your father is supposed to be the first man. And, and, and I'm not, I don't want anyone to take this, you know, I'm not talking about incest or anything like that. But as a, as a little girl, your father should be, really be the first man you fall in love with. 
He should set the tone for every man, every other man that you meet after that. Yes. And vice versa with, with boys. Their mother should be the first woman that they fall in love with. You know, she should set the tone for every other woman that 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 he meets. You know, um, our, our parents, when, when you're rejected, you know, in childhood, even, you know, with friends, when friends reject you, then that'll cause people to start hanging with the wrong crowd. That's right. Because, see, this crowd over here rejected me. Right. So now let me go over here where I can fit in. Um, and for the longest, I think we both shared this, that, um, we always felt like we didn't fit in. Right. No, no matter what, even though it's almost like being in a crowded room and everybody laughing and joking, but you still feel alone. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's ironic that you said those things because as you were speaking, my mom went back to where we were in when I was in middle school, um, high school, um, graduated high school, come into the military. It seemed like I was always on the outside looking mm -hmm. in. I was always yeah. one that, you know, in the barracks, everybody had their friends, everybody would be in their rooms talking and stuff, and I would be in my room by myself looking at TV or or whatever. And um I mean in high school everybody, you know, all of the big you know, the athletes was over mm -hmm. here and mm -hmm. then you had the smart people over yeah. here. Yeah. And then there was me, you mm -hmm. know, just there. Yeah. So it, I like 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 I said earlier, um, on a lot of levels I experienced rejection. Yeah. And it caused me to have, it caused me to not embrace the thing, the real beauty and the real wholeness that God wanted for my life. Mm -hmm. um, I, in turn, hung with the wrong crowd. I, in turn, fell into different things that put me in a bad way simply because I was wanting to fit in to somewhere. Mm -hmm. I didn't care where it was. I just wanted to fit in somewhere, and 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 it really it really took a toll on my life. So, with that being said, um, when did you come out of the emotional jail cell of rejection? <laughs> wow, I think. When I got, not paroled, but when I got, I like that. When I finished my sentence, mm -hmm. when I was no more associated, you know, not having no parole officer, not having no spirit, no no emotional parole officer, not having to have emotional urinalysis tests, not having to to be connected by by. By a emotional anchor monitor, mm -hmm. none of those things. It really was when me, when me and you reconnected. Wow, that's nice. That's nice. It is, and 
from from the time that we first sent mess sent messages on inbox and then mm-hmm. text back and forth. My life's never been the same. Wow. That's deep. Thank you. Well, I give God the glory for that. That um, I could come into your life and um, make a change, make a difference. And that you did. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're out of emotional jail. Um, I was free. (laughs) I'm glad that I was able to... um, you know, I was the missing piece or the or the key. I'm glad God God allowed me and used me to be that key. Yes. Because um, Definitely. we you know we we always have to give God um all the honor and 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 glory for doing it. Yes. Um, I'm just glad that you are free, and I too, um, I guess pretty much you know a couple of years ago. A, a couple of years ago, um, probably right before we met, I, I got out of the emotional jail myself. And um, being with you, meeting, you know, or reconnecting with you, um, it kind of gave me um, a pardon. Yeah, it, it, it gave me my pardon. Um it gave me the permission not to ever allow myself to go into an emotional jail cell again. Because um, as you well, you know the story, and y'all will hear the story eventually, um, you know, dealing with someone before we reconnected. That was the first time that I could honestly say that I didn't question myself. I, I didn't... Um, Ask myself, well, what's wrong with me? Um, why wasn't I enough? You know, I, 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 ne- I never asked myself that question with that person. And, you know, now, I, you know, when I look at certain things of how God did use that person to get me to realize to that point, um, you know, and even in their act of rejecting me, I learned God's protection. Because now when I look back on it, um, that person couldn't carry the mantle or couldn't handle the mantle that I carry. They couldn't assist me in that. And so it had to be you. As I told my class today, it it had to be you. It had to be you. So um, I think that's what I love so much about us is that our stories intertwine and they're so much alike. And um, we can relate to each other. And um, to all of my listeners, I I hope that you understand that you are enough. You are valuable. You are important. You are wanted. You're needed. You you have something in you that is needed. Um, and a lot of times, you know, God would allow us to go through these things so we can develop compassion and, 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 um, kindness and, and patience towards other people. Because there are a lot of people out there that, that really and honestly feel like they're not wanted. 
There's no need for them. There's no place for them on this earth. They don't even know where they fit in. And so once we go through these things and we, we get delivered, we get healed, we get our breakthrough, it is our responsibility to pull other people through. Don't, don't let people just stay there, you know, and don't, don't get so, um, quick to be fed up with people. Um, be patient, be kind because we're all going through something. We are all fighting a war. We're all fighting issues and, and, and things. And the only way to get better is to heal together. So, Elder Stanford, a.k.a. my husband, (laughs) I want to thank you for um, sharing in that with me. Um, Thank you for being candid and and, and open. And um, again, we both have healed from rejection. And we're coming to let you know you can too. Rejection is not the end. It's just a pit stop. It's a pit stop for you to kind of stop, step back, take um, inventory. Take inventory. And um, once you take inventory, you write everything down, hey, you get back up and keep it moving because you are loved. You are wanted and you are cared about. Trust that you are. And again, you owe it to yourself and to other people to be the best version of yourself because you have a lot to offer. Again, this is your girl, Veronica Stanford, a.k.a. Lady V, talking about rejection and how you too can heal from it. And again, you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself. Until next week. Y'all be blessed.